What you doing? I'm running out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figure it out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions. You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily fantasy football podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iyer, and when I'm not doing this, I'm writing about fantasy football in the NFL at large for SportingNews.com. Now, if you follow the show, you know that Thursdays are lineup Thursday. We're going into week three already. It's hard to believe that we're rolling along in the season. We're always here to help you expand on those tough lineup decisions you have for fantasy football every week, and please announce uh, we are going to be connecting later in the show with uh, Jeff Ratcliffe, the director of fantasy football for Pro Football Focus. Pro Football Focus, uh, we've partnered up there on Locked On Network to give away one PFF Edge subscription per show per week, $39.99 value. All you have to do to get that is to go leave a review on iTunes and make sure you leave your Twitter handle and we'll pick a winner there. So it's a great, great partnership it's a great great deal for you as well so we're excited to have that we'll have this insight on a couple of the marquee games in week three later in the show but uh first we'll dive into uh what we're looking at for start sit i do the decider the start sit column on sportingnews.com so looking a little deeper into what i've written there now russell wilson we start at quarterback that's always a good place to start there's a lot of questions about him. I really liked him maybe having a bounce back year, but it's much the same last year. The offensive line hasn't been there. The receivers have been inconsistent. But I think Tennessee is a good matchup for him to get back on track. I think the running game they have maybe have found is going to help. I think maybe Jimmy Graham not playing might help here because I think he f- feels comfortable throwing more to the wide receivers. Paul Richardson they're scored and then you had Tyler Lockett be heavily involved with Doug Baldwin so I think all three of those guys can help Wilson have a good day against the Titans against that secondary Matthew Stafford is in a great spot kind of uh, did more than he expected against the Giants secondary there that was a little shorthanded we'll find out more about this game with Jeff Ratcliffe as he breaks down the Falcons Lions force but Matthew Stafford is a guy that universally you're going to like at home in this type of situation where the passing volume is going to be high Kirk Cousins same thing high scoring game and uh, you look at uh, the weaponry is uh, in flux here but I think Cousins is the guy that uh, you can trust more as a trigger man going in to week three week one was a total wipeout week two was a heavy running attack where uh, Cousins got that late touchdown to Ryan Grant that really didn't mean anything there for fantasy. So I, I think with the Raiders, uh, Derek Carr coming into town, Carr's has been red hot. He's in your lineup, of course. This is a good spot. So good shootout situations for Stafford and Cousins. And you look at uh, 
Dak Prescott, he's actually played pretty well. The pick six, we know, with Aqib Tlaib at the end of that game was the spotlight of the Broncos struggle there for the Cowboys. But I really like him this week. To rebound, I think the Cardinals can be more vulnerable against the pass than the run. So Prescott has played well, and I think he'll take advantage of that. Jake Cutler is uh, a guy that uh, we always have to look at for streaming at this point because of the receivers he has. Devontae Parker, Jarvis Landry, uh, both of them have some good games. We like both of those guys this week. We'll get into more why with the matchups. But uh, I think with Cutler, the Jets are just an easy matchup for us. Again, a good time to stream Cutler. Alex Smith, it's also not a bad time to stream him. I also like him on FanDuel for 7,400. I think this might be a high-scoring game between the Chargers and the Chiefs. So we'll uh, see Smith do some things here. We'll, we'll talk later about the matchups on both sides. But uh, Tyreek Hill is someone that uh, we're going to ask Jeff Ratcliffe about to see if this is a good rebound game for him against this Chargers secondary. Now, on the sit side for quarterback, we have uh, Jameis Winston I'm not sure this Tampa Bay offense is totally in sync. I think the week off kind of uh, limited them. I think he could still throw a touchdown pass this week, just like he did there against the Bears. But I think the matchup is very similar. A lot of field goals. There are going to be some red zone frustration here for the Buccaneers. So Winston is a guy that uh, I think I stay away from this week if I can. Carson Wentz, again, tough matchup against the Giants. They might get Jenkins back there in the secondary. That could really shut down Alshon Jeffrey. Zach Ertz can still have a pretty good game here, but Wentz, I don't know if he'll get the running yardage that uh, is kind of supplementing what he does, and I don't think this is going to necessarily be a high-scoring game with these defenses. So even with the past happy ways of Philadelphia, I think Wentz, you got to be careful in a game like this as a young quarterback. Marcus Mariota, not very hot off the start here, and uh, I think it's a guy that uh, we're going to completely kind of uh, – Go away from until we see a little bit more, especially with Corey Davis having that uh, hamstring injury that could keep him out as a top receiver. Delaney Walker, tough matchup as well. So I just don't really like Mariota in this game this week against a good Seattle defense. Another guy, Trevor Simeon, cool off on him. There's been a lot of fancy buzz. He's a QB1 right now, right off the gate. Maybe the best QB in production all through, depending on your league format. But Simeon... I think cools off a little bit in Buffalo. Buffalo's defense is better than you think. It's a guy on the road, so don't go too hard chasing the points from the last two weeks. I think you have to accept Simeon to cool off in these type of games and be week to week. This is still more about the running game for Denver. Deshaun Kaiser, you might be looking at him against the Colts. There's a good chance to stream him, but I think I avoid him this week as a rookie in Indianapolis. And Cam Newton, just be aware that he's not playing all that well, and uh, that's the concern here with him and 8100 on Fanduel. I think he's a guy that you're going to play against that Saints defense if you're in uh, regular leagues but in a DFS type of situation don't go too hard I think he's going to have high ownership percentage I think you want to go away from that at 8100 so in reality you're going to play Camden of course because they're playing the Saints but just a little bit wary and worrisome there playing him in that spot now as Locked on Fantasy on Monday and Thursday. It's always brought to you by MyBookie.ag. MyBookie, you play, you win, you get paid. And the best thing here is with the promo code locked on at MyBookie.ag, you're going to really take advantage of that, and they'll get you a bonus, match you up to 100%. It's fantastic. So that's the great thing to be part with MyBookie. 
people always ask me when I'm doing this podcast, you know who's going to win the game, right? And I always ask about that. And uh, if you know, and if you're smart, uh, you should uh, lay down some cash and win big today. And the only way you can do that is by going to my bookie. They've been in this business for years, and their rep is rock solid. They do 100% cash bonuses. So off the bat, you're making money for doing nothing. And they have the fastest payouts in the industry. And with my bookie, I'm only going to recommend a service that's uh, been fun and interesting for me to be involved with. And uh, you go to my bookie, you win, and they pay. The live in-game betting is pretty awesome. They have rewarding player perks that you can't find on other sites. And the mobile site is very simple for wagering on the ground. So join now. My bookie will match your deposit again with a 100% bonus if you use the promo code locked on so very simple go to my bookie you play you win you get paid welcome back to the locked on fantasy football podcast and as promised we have jeff ratcliffe of pro football focus he's the director of fantasy football there he's going to be joining us every thursday to give us some extra insight on lineup thursday and jeff the first question i have to ask you is about this lions falcons games you have Good buddies, Matt Ryan and Matthew Stafford. Is it going to be the points bonanza we expect? And I'm looking in particular at Amir Abdullah and Theo Riddick. We know the Falcons struggle with covering running backs. Do you see those guys both having good games this week? Well, you know, I, I, I guess I have to first talk about my bias here. I'm not especially high on Amir Abdullah across the board. Uh, this year, entering the season, had him as a back-end RB2. And, and look exactly what we saw. Amir Abdul has a great game on Monday night, and a great game for him is like, what, 85 yards? I mean, that's what we're talking about here. That's the type of player he is. So not overly excited about him, even in this particular matchup. And you look at, uh, you know, applied points, yeah, 50-plus combined points between these two very likely could happen. Uh, But, of course, when you look at at both Matt Ryan and Matthew Stafford, there's a lot of upside. Very encouraged by Matthew Stafford against the Giants which is a tough matchup. Now, no Janoris Jenkins, but still, they can get after the quarterback, and he still threw for two passing touchdowns. Now, the yardage numbers weren't necessarily there, but when you think about it for fantasy purposes, two touchdowns, that's definitely solid there. Uh, so definitely uh, interested. You know, I'm really interested, especially in gold tape in this game. Uh, we're, we're not really talking about his matchup, per se, and, and the Falcons' corners have done a decent enough job so far this year, but, but Brian Poole is who he's going to go up against for most of this contest out of the slot. And uh, Poole is essentially allowing a catch on almost every target thrown into his coverage this year. So you look at at Golden Tate as a nice high floor play. I'm also really intrigued by Eric Ebron in this contest, coming off of a very rare sighting, an Ebron touchdown on Monday night. Uh, He gets a a favorable matchup. This Falcons team uh, recently, since, since last year, has gotten lit up by opposing tight ends. Uh, obviously, you know, on the Atlanta side, I could do analysis, but everybody knows, even though it's a tough matchup for Julio Jones, you probably see some uh, shadow coverage from Darius Slay in this one. You're starting Julio Jones no matter what. It's Monty Freeman coming off a strong game. Matt Ryan, I mean, these guys are every week starters. And if you needed to, uh, flex action with Tevin Coleman. Uh, by the way, everybody excited about Austin Hooper in week one. This is the problem when you only see two targets a game. Uh, you could have a huge game like you did in week one, or you could have uh, almost non-existent game like you did in week two. Yeah, looking at the other games this week, uh, the over-under was pretty high on the Raiders-Redskins game, and I figure this could be 
a bit of a high-scoring affair, but do we proceed with caution a little bit with some of the Redskins here? Well, I, we certainly have to proceed with caution with the backfield right now. Still, still keeping an eye on Rob Kelly's status, dealing with that rib injury. What I think is really fascinating, though, is that folks went out, they rushed out to pick up Chris Thompson. And, and here's the thing about guys like Chris Thompson. We have this in numerous situations throughout the league. If Rob Kelly goes down, Chris Thompson's role in that offense does not change. In fact, he said so this week. He said, I'm the third down back. I do what my coach asks me to do. If they want me to be the third down back, I'm the third down back. If they want me to do more, then I'll do more. And people might be thinking, well, why? This guy was electric, explosive touchdowns, three touchdowns in the first two, two weeks of the season. I'll tell you exactly why. Five foot eight, 187 pounds. That's why he will not be pounding it between the tackles. So if Kelly doesn't play at Samaje Pirine, I'm excited about Pirine for the long term. He kind of reminds me of Michael Turner in a lot of ways. However, uh, with Pirine, he didn't show much last week. when, And he had 21 carries in that game. Did not show much as a runner. So not very excited about him. I do think, though, Kirk Cousins, for fantasy purposes, people are frustrated. And this is the week where he gets things back on track. The Raiders, you have been able to throw on the Raiders recently. Uh, and I think that trend continues here. We really haven't seen him on the same page with, uh, with Terrell Pryor yet. Uh, you know, Terrell Pryor offering some upside here. Jameson Crowder, uh, not necessarily the upside of Terrell Pryor, but nice high floor. Got to keep an eye on Jordan Reed, though. That uh, injury, the chest injury, the toe injury, the everything injury. His injuries have injuries. But uh, if he plays, it's a fantastic matchup for him as well. So I think maybe you fade the run game, but you, you do push the chips in on the passing game for, for Washington this week. On the other side of the Raiders, there's been some concern. I guess everyone everywhere pretty much took Amari Cooper over Michael Crabtree. But here we go again. Crabtree is getting the touchdowns. Amari Cooper's not nearly as efficient early. Is this something we're concerned about now that we, everyone expected a big breakout for him as a wide receiver one? Well, you know, you know I, I think he kind of already had the breakout. This is the thing. We're so spoiled in this era of you know pass-happy NFL. The, the guy has had 2,000-yard seasons already in two years as a pro, so maybe we, you know, we temper expectations a little bit there. But regardless... Uh, yes, last year he did fade down the stretch. I mean, he was a wide receiver one over the first half of the season. He was like a wide receiver four for the remainder of the season. Uh, but last week, one of the things that I think people are overlooking here, this is something I point out every week, I, I look at wide receiver and cornerback matchups and point out um, some perhaps surprising results from the previous week. Last week, the Jets used Morris Claiborne as a shadow on Amari Cooper. And I know, I say that name, and Cowboy, if you're a Cowboys fan listening to this, you just bury the head in the hands. Morris Claiborne, what a bust, <laughs> right? First round bust. He was pretty good last week. And I tell you what, he, he covered Cooper most of the game. In, in Claiborne's coverage, Cooper had two catches on three targets for three yards. Now, I'm not saying that Claiborne is the next coming of Darrell Revis for the Jets or anything like that. But if we want to know, what, wait, gee, why? What, what happened on the other side? What, why did Michael Crabtree have a huge – that's why. That's the answer. You know, Kenny Galladay has a huge game in week one. You know why? Because uh, we had shadow coverage on Marvin Jones from Patrick Peterson. I mean, this is, it's cause and effect, right? So I'm not, I'm not down on Cooper whatsoever. I still think he has more upside, you know, from a big play standpoint. Uh, than, than Michael Crabtree does. Michael Crabtree, of course, has been that red zone asset, asset for that offense. But uh, I'm not down on Cooper. In fact, 
this is an opportunity. If you look at it for fantasy purposes, you know, it's the same simple concept, just like you would have at the stock market or anywhere else. Buy low, sell high. You can buy low on Amari Cooper right now and probably get him cheaper than you could on draft day. So I don't mind that move at all. Well, last game, uh, we're talking to uh, Jeff Ratcliffe of Pro Football Focus. He'll be here every Thursday as a guest on Locked on Fantasy Football lineup Thursday. And last game, I think this could be a sneaky shootout as well. Looking at the numbers, it kind of surprised me. But the Chiefs and Chargers, I really like Hunter Henry in this game. Looking a little bit to what Zach Ertz was able to do with no Eric Berry in there. Is he kind of a guy that you feel better at at home playing? I don't feel better about him at all, unfortunately. And uh, there's there's two words as to why what will describe why I'm uh, a little concerned about Hunter Henry. And those two words are Antonio Gates. Uh, Gates is going to continue to cannibalize Hunter Henry's value. We saw it in Week One. Everybody freaked out because Hunter Henry had no catches. Now he had seven last week, but Gates got the touchdown. Of course, the record-breaking touchdown. Gates is out there in third-down situations. Gates is out there in the red zone. And, you know, we want we want touchdowns uh, ultimately out of our tight end position, especially the tight end position, because they just don't often see the volume. Uh, you know, you, you know, guys like Zach Ertz, of course, going to see tons of volume, but it's pretty rare at that position. You want those, you know, Kobe Fleener stat lines where you go three catches, 35 yards and a score. I mean, that gets you your points. I don't know if we're going to see that out of out of Hunter Henry. So I'm, I'm tempering expectations for me. You know, if you ask who do I want? I'd have Henry ahead of Gates, but because they cannibalize off of each other's value, the highest I'd be willing to go is back-end tight end one for Hunter Henry. Now, another intriguing matchup potentially in this game, potentially with uh, Jason Verrett and his injury, is maybe Casey Hayward and trying to handle another very fast receiver downfield in Tyreek Hill. Do you think you'll see much of that matchup for the Chargers, especially if Verrett has to sit? Well, I do think we see some of it. I'm not sure it's a shadow situation. We did see both uh, Verrett and Hayward shadow in week one. Then obviously last week, we didn't see that. Uh, Trevor Williams was on Devontae Parker more than uh, Casey Hayward was. Hayward was mostly on stills uh, when they were in three wide sets. So I'm not entirely sure. You know, If you look at that, though, who's, who's more like Tyreek Hill, Parker, or stills? It's stills. I mean, he's not anywhere near as dynamic. He's a, he's a, he's a uh, you know, take the top off the defense type receiver, not as dynamic as Hill. So it would make sense if they had him on uh, Hill. However, you know, Hill, Hill's just an interesting guy. I mean, week one, he faced some somewhat tough coverage against Malcolm Butler and destroyed it. Uh, last week, he faced one of the worst secondaries in the NFL and came crashing back to earth. So I think that's just what we're going to get with Hill from week to week. Any week, he could be the number one fantasy receiver. He could also be like a wide receiver four uh, from week to week. The consistency just may not be there. Uh, and that's that's part of the problem when you rely on big play guys like him. The nice thing, though, the volume, at least in week one especially, but the volume should be obviously more plentiful this year, being that he is the top fantasy uh, wide out for them. Well, thanks a lot, Jeff. I really appreciate uh, now having Pro Football Focus on board here with uh, the Locked On Network. We're excited to hear more from you. And I know listeners can always hear you on SiriusXM Radio at 10 a.m. Eastern there to check out uh, the Pro Football Focus show. So appreciate your time and uh, talk to you next week and to break down week four. Absolutely. And also CBS Sports Network Sunday mornings, uh, 8 to noon. I'm on that other pregame show. All right. Thank you. 
So some good insight there on those uh, three games from uh, Jeff Ratcliffe. And we'll continue looking at the rest of positions and uh, taking some of the things that he said into consideration here for sure. But uh, we look at uh, running backs here this week. Marshawn Lynch, you're going to fire him up against the Redskins. You're worried about his volume a little bit versus Jalen Richard and DeAndre Washington for Oakland. But as long as they're in these games where they're going to have to slow down some other teams, play some keep away. Marshawn Lynch is going to power through. I think he gets the ball more like he did in week one against the Titans. Christian McCaffrey should have scored last week. Cam Newton missed him on a pass there. I don't think that happens again this week. McCaffrey is going to be heavily involved. They're going to run the ball effectively. Him and Jonathan Stewart will be a big part of the game plan. That's why I didn't like Cam Newton necessarily as a DFS play this week because the limited, I think, ceiling from what you're going to get from him. So McCaffrey is going to be involved a lot, and I like him. Now, I know Jeff had mentioned there that he's not a big fan of Amir Abdullah, but at least the volume is there. I think the trick is, is Amir Abdullah going to get enough touches in the passing game, or is it going to be more theoretic? I think it's worth a shot, just the way the the Falcons have struggled there to try. Again, are we high on them as RB2s? No, I think they're both more flex options going forward this season. So keep that in mind, but I think they're definitely playable if you're Hurting there, and a lot of people are at uh, running back, especially in uh, deeper leagues. Isaiah Crowell is a guy that we think can get going here this week. You got the Colts on the road, so they're going to run him as much as possible to take pressure off Deshaun Kaiser. With uh, Frank Gore in that same game, scores at home. He seems to be more effective at home. Marlon Mack is a little banged up here, so Gore might be in line for more touches, and he, I think the game flow will help him stay in the game here where I don't think either team is going to run away from the other. I mentioned Russell Wilson. I really like his rookie running back, Chris Carson, for $6,000. He had a solid game last week. It looks like he might be more involved in the passing game than you think because CJ Procise has kind of been an afterthought. So Carson is a guy that uh, going forward, key part of Seahawks' offense, I don't know if he's going to be as cheap going forward, but when you have uh, games like the 49ers and Rams, teams like that, in the future as well, 6000 on FanDuel is a good price. Now, for running backs, it, I'm having a little fun this week with the things. I really don't like any of the Saints, the way things are going. Mark Ingram was a huge disappointment in that game. Alvin Kamara got most of the work in key situations there against New Orleans. I don't like them against the Panthers' defense. You look at the Steelers' defense, Tarek Cohen and Jordan Howard, we don't know how much Jordan Howard is going to be used versus Terry Cohen. So a good way to go from that. Steelers are very good against the run in general, home or away. The Packers are a better defense there at home. We saw in week one how they shut down everything against a limited Seattle attack with a bad offensive line. Carbon copy here coming into town with Cincinnati. The Redskins, you look at uh, that trio. We don't know if Rob Kelly's going to play. We, we talked about that with Jeff a little bit. Now, Chris Thompson is going to play, but the game flow, even though you think this is a game where the Raiders might have a lead and the Redskins might throw from behind, uh, I, I just think it's too hard to trust. I think there might be some clarity if Kelly's out here and uh, P. Ryan has to go, but we're not sure if Kelly's going to be limited, how many touches P. Ryan's going to get if all three are active. And with the Buccaneers, uh, Jaquiz Rogers, I think I fade him a little bit. 
at the Vikings. He he took advantage of a good matchup, though, as we expected at home against Chicago. Minnesota's a lot tougher here for him in this Bucks offense. Still, like I said, with Jameis Winston not totally looking streamlined and dominant. I think there's a lot more field goal fest coming here in the matchup, the old uh, NFC Central matchup, Vikings and Bucks. And Ezekiel Elliott, everyone's looking at him, obviously, to start. You start him every week in in year-long fantasy leagues. But Ezekiel Elliott, 8800 on FanDuel. I think this is a pretty high price for hoping that he has that big rebound game. Everyone's going to think people are going to be off him, but I think you should stay off him because the Cardinals have a pretty good run defense. I want to see a little bit more from Elliott. I think it could be a grind to get to 100 this week and may not be able to punch one in here. So... For 8800 you expect a lot more, especially if you're in a tournament or a GPP action, and definitely not a safe play there in cash games either. Now, I mentioned at wide receiver, as we flip to the wide receivers we like, Parker and Landry. Kenny Stills, interesting, as you mentioned, Jeff said, that he saw the top corner at times there, Casey Hayward for the Chargers, and he mentioned Claiborne, so we can uh, apply that to this game where... Claiborne might see a little bit more of Stills. This is a team that is going to three wide, so Parker may get away from the tougher matchup there with Claiborne. And uh, Landry definitely going to be working the slot a lot. So you, those are two guys you really like. And Stills, some people might be looking at him as a pickup or maybe he can do something what he did last week with the touchdown, but I, I don't see that happening in this game. Golden Tate, I don't really like Marvin Jones. And, uh, Marvin Jones, again, was uh, stuck... There back in week one with Patrick Peterson, as you mentioned, it could be Desmond Trufant here for the Falcons. So we're looking at uh, Tate Tate as a big, big game here. And, and we really like Stafford and Tate this week. And I think it's a very good stack in fantasy that a lot, lot, of, pe- lot of people think about. But Tate is one of those guys can just rack up the catches and the big plays in here. And he's going to get a lot of volume there in the passing game. He's kind of an extension of their backfield with Abdul and Riddick, so that's very good. Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen. This is a bit of a wait-and-see approach to make sure Sam Bradford plays because that really put a damper on their potential there against Pittsburgh last week. So I think uh, Tampa Bay secondary can be burned. And uh, I, I think you look at the Vikings right now, these two guys, when you look at Brent Grimes and Vernon Hargraves, that they can get open against those guys. Larry Fitzgerald, this might be the last week where you trust him as a starter, as a wide receiver three. We thought he had a steal in the draft, but he's just not looked right with Carson Palmer here early. He's going to work the slot. Orlando Skandrick is probably going to be out there with that hand injury again. So Fitzgerald has a good chance to get going here. So does J.J. Nelson. The Cowboys secondary is a bit shaken up. T.Y. Hilton is a guy that uh, fantasy owners have been really disappointed with. They drafted him higher. Expecting Andrew Luck to play a lot earlier. That hasn't materialized here at all. So uh, I think this is something that we look at for sure. And Rashad Higgins I like on the other side as well. We look at uh, another guy, Deshaun Jackson. I think if, if one guy's going to score a long touchdown for the Bucks, it's going to be him. So he's worth maybe that 6400 as your third wide receiver on FanDuel. DeAndre Hopkins is a guy that... Uh, I'm going to fade against this uh, Patriots defense that's probably going to use their corners and try to shut them down. And uh, you look at uh, Jeremy Macklin there, same thing with the Jaguar secondary. Terrell Pryor just not been that great early. And uh, I think 
there until he gets in sync. It's hard to trust him here. Jermaine Curse had a big game there last week against the Raiders. I don't know if it duplicates it. Don't go chasing that. And Rondo Cobb has a chest injury. He may not play. And even if he's healthy, I don't really like him in this game against the Bengals, who are better really in the slot than outside. Mari Cooper, 7,700 in Fando. I'm not paying for him against this Washington secondary. As we mentioned, you saw some Claymore last week and Josh Norman this week, potentially. So Crabtree is still the guy that you love a little bit more than Cooper this week. Cooper, I think, is more a solid play, but not spectacular. And for 7,700, that's a little expensive. Now we get into our uh, next one here with the tight ends. And Martellus Bennett is a guy that finally scores this week. I think some Bengals. Bengals have allowed the fewest fantasy points to tight ends, but they didn't really see much here in the first two games, especially the Texans having everyone out at that position. So that's misleading. Martellus Bennett is a good play. Kobe Fleener is also a good play. Don't be misled by what you might think about with the linebackers and safeties. He scored twice, once each against his team in the matchups last year. Henry, Hunter Henry, you're going to put him in there. Antonio Gates is definitely the concern, but maybe with Gates having the record all time, maybe they'll go to the younger, better player here in the passing game that can stretch the field and be more athletic, and that's Henry at this point all over the field. Austin Hooper, yeah, the two targets versus two targets were a concern, but remember it didn't take much for Evan Ingram to go off there against the Lions secondary. I don't think they're as good there they're better on the outside so hooper could be a little bit more involved in those two targets and uh, deliver this week benjamin watson we like him in that game there in jacksonville high volume last week did very well he's in the radar and then jack doyle you gotta love him jacoby Brissett's go-to guy there with hilton can be effective against the browns 5300 on fando on the sits for tight ends kyle rudolph i don't really like this matchup against the bucks linebackers and safeties he's so touchdown dependent here for sure jimmy graham he's going to be questionable at best here with that angle injury i don't see him playing if he does i still don't love him against this uh tennessee defense been good against the tight ends same boat for tyler eifert he's banged up i don't think he's going to play still a guy you want to avoid against green bay who's really shut down tight ends like graham here early jason witten i think cools down go away from him this week cardinals defense i think they'll go more wideouts to attack with terrence williams bryce butler Cole Beasley, that type, against Des Bryant on the other side. Charles Clay, no, playing Denver, not going there. Delaney Walker, 6,500, not paying for him this week against that Seahawks defense. Now, with the defenses I really like this week, the Ravens playing the Jaguars, Broncos at Bills, Steelers at Bears, Eagles at Giants. And then four more that I really like, Packers, Patriots, Dolphins, and Rams this week. Uh, all those eight are going to help teams win game this week and on the sit side i don't really like the texans at the patriots at all tom brady in his house chiefs and chargers wiping them both out of that similar game and uh the cardinals uh against cowboys they're going to protect the ball and and move the ball so no there if you're going to go expensive there don't do it for the seahawks at tennessee tennessee is very protected 4900 on fando instead go for the panthers 4500 dollars on FanDuel. So there you have it. Uh, there's a breakdown, a all new revamped lineup Thursday for you with our PFF hit here and uh, my bookie. Thanks a lot to them again for sponsoring that show. Go to mybookie.ag and take advantage of that promo code locked on to get up to a match of 100% bonus. So for 
Pro Football Focus for my bookie for Locked On Network. This has been Mini Hour for Locked On Fantasy Football. We'll see you next week. Good luck in the games. What you doing? I'm running out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.